Welcome to the Texas Raiders with the boys. This is our first podcast. My name is Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. YBK, your boy Kev. And I'm on here with my main man, the manimal, a.k.a. Bull. Bull, why don't you say hello to all of our, uh, to all of our people? Hey, everybody. I'm uh, super uh, excited to do this podcast because we're uh, combining literally my favorite things in the entire world, which is Texas Rangers baseball, the prospects, the 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 whole the whole baseball in general. I just I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fanatic when it comes to baseball, and I just hope that I can get uh, everybody that listens to this show as infectious about baseball as I am and as uh, Kevin is. Man, I I totally agree. I'm really just glad that anybody and everybody that listens to our show it's it's truly a privilege for us. And, you know, just a quick just a quick backdrop. Bull and I both come from the professional wrestling world, and we were uh, wrestlers for a long time, and we're not going to bore you with too much about us. But one of the things we always had in common over the years is our love for baseball and our, our love for Texas Rangers baseball. So that's what this show is all about. Our goal is to keep it short and sweet, give you as much content as we can possibly give you, and be as opinionated as humanly possible. And so uh, today we're just going to cover a few co- topics we're going to talk about free agency which is the hot topic with the rangers really pitching free agent pitching and really what the text look like uh what the farm looks like what what kind of pitching we might see coming up from the farm and then once we get if we have at the end we'll hop on to that 40-man roster because that might be telling us a little bit about who the rangers think uh might be, might be uh on that pitching rotation uh come come opening day and, and so on and so forth so First thing we're going to get into, well, you know, you're kind of the you're kind of the 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 expert when it comes to just all the stuff on Twitter and keeping up with the news. You're always the guy that tells me, you know, what's the latest. So, who do you have right now for the Rangers like prospects? Because obviously, there's Kershaw's, there's the Degroms, there's the you know the the ones that everybody expects, the Verlanders out there. But you you and I talk about off offline a bunch of, of other people that the Rangers could go after. So who do you have the Rangers going after a free agency? Who's realistic and who do you like? Who would, who do you want them to see bring in? I, uh, I do see a lot of talk about Jake DeGrom. Um, Jake DeGrom is, is great. If, he, if he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. There's, it's not even close. Um, four years to a 35-year-old guy that hasn't been healthy in three or four years is a risk, but the upside is just so good. And I mean, I, I wouldn't fault anybody for wanting to bring him on. Uh, Carlos Rondon is a, is a crafty lefty. That's really become a, a top of the rotation pitcher in the last couple of years. And uh, I think he's kind of gotten through his injuries a little bit and he's really trying to get paid this year and uh, smart move on his part last year after the lockout to come back and get an opt out after his first year. And he's one of those guys that, I mean, if he's if he's in a Rangers uniform, I'm not going to be upset about it at all. They've also got uh, some some trade options out there that I've been kind of seeing, that I've been kind of looking into. And the guy yeah. that really strikes me as a, as a dude that could come here and really change the rotation, even if they don't get a DeGrom or a Rondon in the free agent market, is Corbin Burns. Corbin Ooh. Burns is a young guy. He won a Cy Young, uh, what was it, in 2021. Um, I saw him pitch live up in Milwaukee in September. 
I mean, he diced the Giants lineup up all day, had 15 strikeouts, just mowed them down for eight and a third or seven and a third. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, as a Ranger fan, I'd really love to watch that every fifth day here. And, uh, you know, uh, and then today kind of uh, a big move for the Rangers is uh, return. Marty Perez is going to return next year. And, um, you know, I think it's smart for him to take that qualifying offer because I don't think his his uh, average yearly salary is good. It was going to top out at over 19 or 20 million if uh, if he signed two or three years. And he's got a chance in a place that he's comfortable to prove it again this year and and go back out next year on the market at 32 or 33 and get paid again. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think those are some really good options. There's also really, there's other options like Michael Walker and uh, some guys that pitch real well this year coming back from injuries. There's also some guys you might see them take a chance on like a James Paxton or somebody like that that's been injured for a couple of years, but has been a quality starter in the past. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of other trade options. Lopez in Florida um, or in Miami. Uh, they're talking about Glass now in Tampa Bay. Those are guys that I ain't kicking them off my rotation, bro. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I'm very leery about making trades with Tampa Bay. We talked about we talk about that all the time. But, you know, obviously, I, I, I listened to Chris Young on a, on a radio show uh, a couple of days ago, and he was just talking about, like, the Rangers are in – are in on all the big names that that's him specifically saying that you think the Rangers are going to get somebody, which you, you, you and I both, you know, me, man, pitching is like everything. And so for me to hear that the Rangers might land a big name, free agent pitcher, I'd like the language that he actually used. The language he used was, he was like to get, we need a few veterans, top level veterans so that we can create a, a good timeline for these young pitchers. So he's still looking at, all these young guys coming up out of the uh, out of the prospect, you know, out of the minors. Like, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I like the, that we're talking now finally about, you know, landing one or two big name uh, free agents or like you're saying, pitchers in the trade. Um, you know, obviously, you know, DeGrom, I agree. Like, I'll take, I'll take 25 starts from DeGrom over, over not having him at all. Um, same kind of thing like you saw from Kershaw last year. As long as we've got him for the home stretch – I'm perfectly good with that. Um, and again, like uh, the Rondon, like I think he's another guy that, that would be a, an impact player. Um, but man, I remember how excited you were when you were texting me about Burns. Uh, what a, what a, what a sweet deal that would be for the Rangers to pick him up. I do have a question and, it, and I, and I didn't get a lot of look up the, the news today on it, but what, what happened with Kershaw? Why is now Kershaw like, totally out of the mix because I was hoping he might be somebody that we could go after. Well, I think Los Angeles saw a bounce back season like the rest of the league did last year. And they went right out and locked him back up because, you know, I mean, it it almost at this point, it it almost wouldn't feel right if Kershaw played for another team, but if he does play for another team, I hope it's mine, you know, (laughs) like like it just uh, like, he feels like a Dodger, and I mean, not that not that that's a you know a bad thing or whatever. I mean, I know he's a a good Dallas boy, but you know, like I mean, I mean, the Dodgers have been good to him, man. Like, like his whole career there has been, you know, pretty much Hall of Fame career. Uh, and and they can't blame the Dodgers for trying to lock him up. I did have another thing about Perez. 
I, I'm, I agree with you about Perez. Like, I think this was a great chance for him to really bet on himself this year, grab the cash while it's there. If he can have another year like he had last year, I mean, he's legitimized like a good three, three-year contract for the next few years after that, whether it's with Texas or somebody else. And I, I just think like he made a move grabbing that offer. And hey, wouldn't you rather have Martin Perez for nineteen million than Jock Peterson? <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And 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 that's I mean, not not a knock on Jock Peterson because he wasn't going to get paid on the open market, even with the DH being universal, like he would get paid coming back to San Francisco. But back to Marty Perez, Martin Perez is one of those guys that he added a cutter to his repertoire of pitches and has been really able to locate over the last year where he wasn't, the location wasn't there in the prior years with Boston and even those last couple of years with Texas. And he'd always get himself into a little bit of trouble here and there. And I feel like he's really developed a, a talent of getting out of that by using the corners of the plate and hitting his catcher's mitt and getting those calls that he wasn't getting, you know, four or five years ago, even two or three years ago, because because he was he was missing locations and he doesn't miss locations or he didn't last year. And if he can continue to be that guy with a, a good solid ninety-three to ninety-five mile an hour fastball and the and the depth on his changeup, he'll always be a guy that uh you know, like he can be a guy for the next five or six years that makes a lot of money in the big leagues. Awesome. Well, I, I think we'll kind of like, as we go along, keep, obviously this will probably be at the top of our list of things that we're keeping up with. There's really no news today. Uh, the one thing before we get into uh, the, the, the prospects that the Rangers, that were probably these, these great pitching prospects that we keep hearing about and that you've actually seen like first, first thing live. But before we get into that, I want to ask a little bit just about bullpen and is there, you know, is there any pieces bullpen? I know we, we brought Leclerc back, but is there any pieces out there bullpen-wise that you'd like to see the Rangers make a move on free agency? Because, again, you, starting pitching is important, but these days you have to have a pin. Is there anybody out there right now that, that looks good that, that might be worth uh, bringing in as a free agent? You know, bullpens are so year-to-year. There, it's hard to gauge. I mean, like Matt Moore had a tremendous year last year, but track record says that it may not be that again this year. So I don't know if you want to give him four or five million dollars to come out of the pen for another year and see where he's at at the end of the year. I don't you know, I wouldn't be against it. Another lefty out of the pen, but he's really kind of like similar to what Brock Burke is. And I don't know how many of those guys you could have in your pen and how much you could spend on your pen if you're going to go out and be really competitive for these top guys in the rotation. But a quality th or, or one thing that comes along with spending a lot of money on your rotation is guys like um, Glenn Otto and guys like Spencer Howard, guys that hadn't really figured it out in the starting rotation just yet, um, will kind of move to that pen and – Glenn Otto is a guy that throws 96 miles an hour. So he's not yeah. exactly a, a guy that if he moves to the bullpen can't be successful. And Spencer Howard throws pretty, you know, he throws pretty hard as well. And yeah, he's, he's Howard's got, a pretty nasty. We saw a lot. He's got from, moments. 
Yeah, there's moments where Spencer Howard looks like he might be a world beater. And, you know, I mean, and if he moves to the bullpen and ends up being a good hand out of the bullpen, it cuts down on that need for a guy from, uh, from a, uh, you know, or a free agent. You don't have to go out and get a free agent if you think that Spencer Howard, Taylor Hearn, uh, Granado, and some of these other guys that are, that are uh, AJ Alexi, some of those guys that are close that could possibly, you know, turn turn the corner and become good bullpen hands and maybe not so much have the pressure of looking to try and get five innings out of them where one right. inning may be more their their speed right now. I think another guy that I think might have some upside that we don't have to go too much in link talking about today, but you know, I think Taylor Hearn, if if he could now that he has settled in uh he's got the stuff if if he could just, you know, find his locations. I think he could be an asset out there in the bullpen. But yeah, one forgot I wanted to talk about. Oh, go ahead. With Taylor Hearn, remember back when you were a kid and you would play you would be pitching and you're you know, somebody out in the stands, they just yell rock and fire. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? That kind of like is where yeah. Taylor Hearn is because he's got he's got 98, 99 miles an hour on that fastball. And I mean sometimes he just needs to rock and fire and just throw strikes and be effective in the strike zone. And he could be, you know, a, a quality, a quality pitcher on that next a, a, at this level. Right. Well, and I don't think anybody's tuned into this show to, to listen about Taylor Hearn, but he's a guy that I think that could, could, could surprise us or could be a solid piece. So well, what do you think about this guy that they've been scouting from Japan? I mean, guys got like a lot of, Bingo. a lot of upside to him. Yeah. I got a lot of upside to him. Uh, definitely, you know how big of a U Darvish fan I was. Uh, do you think this guy could come in and really make an impact? And how much is he going to cost? He's got a lot of U Darvish feel to him. He's uh, he throws the splitter, has a big time fastball. His fastball is quite a bit bigger than Darvish's was coming into the league, but he's got that same kind of split finger fork ball type pitch that really kind of drops off the drops off the ledge. How much is he going to cost? Um, I don't know. He's, he's an older guy, so you're going to have to post for him. I don't know what the post will end up costing, but, um, I would say it probably somewhere around what Darvish got the first time around, maybe a little more. Okay. Like a hundred, maybe a hundred mil. Yeah. Maybe over five years. Okay. That's not terrible. Um, I, I'd be interested but I don't want that to be the only one. You know, I still want to get one of these frontline MLB guys. Yeah, um, someone that's proved it at the level, yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, hey, let's go ahead and segue into the next, like, thing that we want to talk about, which is these prospects. And, again, I know you're really passionate about it. Obviously, I am too, but you're the guy that goes to the games. You study the stats. Like, you really have been watching some of these guys for two or three years. Um, and we know that some of them got added to the 40-man roster today. Um, and we want to see some of these guys in the rotation, at least by the end of the year. But hopefully they go out and win a spot in spring training. Uh, talk, talk, to us, talk to me about some of these guys uh, that you've been watching for a couple of years, probably like the Cole Wins of the world. And, and who, 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 who do you got uh, making an impact on the major league roster this year? 
Um, I don't know that any of the guys that they put on Cole Wynn is probably the closest to making an impact at the major league level. Possibly Zach Kent. Zach Kent really had a good down the stretch with Triple uh, A Round Rock last year, and in a league with inflated <laughs> ERAs, like we always talk about, you know, he had one something ERA out there in the out there in the depths of pitching in Reno and Las Vegas and Albuquerque and all those all those high altitude places that it's it's really yeah. tough to pitch in. So, I mean, I think to see him kind of excel down the stretch, and I know a, a lot of the last games were with Sugarland, and the, the, that's the Astros AAA product, so you know that the, that's a good team, and, and for him to pitch well down the stretch with those well, against Dodgers and, and Astros farm systems and AAA clubs, that was a nice – it was a nice little thing. So, Zach Kent is probably a guy that isn't on a lot of guys, people's radar, but I think he is – maybe the closest of the guys that they put on the 40 man today. Um, I also, uh, Louis Angel Acuna, he was put on there because he's the type of guy that could sneak through a a season on somebody's bench because he plays a lot of positions. He can run, he can hit, he can play defense, and he plays the toughest positions on the field very well. So he's one of those guys that he was put on there because you don't want to lose him. And, I mean, anybody that – uh, you got that last name Acuna right now. You want to pan that thing out. So, uh, and then one of the best ball players. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think another. Uh, uh, let's see. I, uh, Cole Win was put on there. Cole Win was having a really good season last year until he took a a line drive off the ankle. That I think it kind of messed up his mechanics a little bit, and he. Uh, really wasn't okay. the same pitcher after. So I don't think that his uh, his inflated ERA and his bad numbers at AAA last year are telling of who he is as a, as a, as a pitcher. And I think that uh, he'll probably come back out and be quite a bit better if he starts the year in AAA. And uh, um, Dustin Harris was a guy. They got, he was the uh, throw-in piece for Mike Miner a couple of years ago, uh, hit – 300 at several levels a couple of years ago and then kept the production pretty high last year at Frisco helping, helping them win that Texas league championship. So um, I think, I think he was put on there because he's a guy, he can play in the corner positions. He can play left field, right field, first base, third base, and he, and he hits from the left side of the plate. So you, you don't want to, you don't want to lose him before you find out what you have, especially when I'm in, Nothing against Nate Lowe, but Nate Lowe isn't exactly the best defensive first baseman in the league. Now, we did find out that he was the best offensive first baseman last week, so that's pretty cool yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Neither one of us saw Lowe uh, having that kind of a year. Uh, you know, we, we both know he struggles with the fastball, but obviously he found a way. I mean, but you got to hit the you got you got to hit the breaking stuff if you're going to hit at the major league level, and he can certainly do that. Um, well, so, you so could tell these- last year with Nate Lowe uh-huh. that he 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 worked hard to hit fastballs. Yeah, he he yeah. put that work in to hit fastballs last year. And so, so you think? So my question, just you know, and I'm with you for for those of you listening who obviously haven't been in on our conversations about baseball over the last few years. Like I I, I don't put a whole lot of stock uh, in minor league statistics in terms of pitching and the just because the numbers are so inflated and I think we both believe pretty heavily in Cole Wynn and we just, we're probably, the Rangers are probably similar to us. They want to see what he's got. 
you know, like like yeah. what it looked like against the hitters, and and maybe maybe this thing will translate uh, well, especially after the great year he had a couple of years ago. Well, and he was highly highly regarded as the best high school pitcher coming out of the out of the draft five years ago. He's progressed to AAA in a minor league system that has been kind of screwed up the last several years with COVID, them not playing his only time in 2020 pitching was on the, on the camp over it when the, their, their camp that they would have for travel players, just in case guys with, uh, yeah. with COVID and everything like that. So he didn't have a lot of time in 2020 and then to bounce back in 2021 and have a really good season, uh, in the Texas League, the Texas League is a is an easy place to hit. So when you see a guy that has a good year there, you you know that they've had they've had a really good year. And um, I, I think again, pre getting hit in the ankle, his ERA was in the ones. So you know, gotcha. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a mechanics thing, and it might it might have just been, you know, who who knows? But I'm not ready to give up on Cole Wynn by any means because I think that he's as legit as anything they have in their, in their prospect list, no, I, include Jack Leiter and, and Kumar Rock. Well, I'm glad you bring guys. Cause I, the, the two players, everybody is like chomping at the bit to see is do, do you think like, I, I you know me, like I'm like, throw them out there, let them play. But you have a little, you're a little more realistic. Uh, in, in most of the time, the stuff that you say, it's going to happen, typically happens. So do you think that we're going to see, like, do you think we'll see Rocker or Lighter in 2023? Uh, Probably not. At the not. MLB level? Probably not. It would have to be something, uh, something would have to go either extremely wrong or extremely right for that to right. happen. And the extremely wrong right. part would be the Texas Rangers organization's major league team and extremely right would be those guys just lighten the Pacific Coast League on fire for a season. And I don't really see anything that says that's going to probably happen. Right, right. Well, and you know, everybody wants to see it. Uh, you know, last year, especially down the stretch, I was just like, come on, like, just just let Lighter like, just get one, one game out there. But, you know, with pitching, you want to make sure that they're – you know, they at least have one solid one solid year in the minors well, uh, under their belt. And, and we didn't see that from Ladder. And last year with Frisco being in a in the playoffs and winning the championship, I think it was a lot of uh get him quality starts that he didn't actually perform that well in the postseason anyways, but get him starts in a in a spot that doesn't leave you know, you don't want to put him in those situations if he's getting lit up in the in in the Texas league, you don't want to throw them out there to the big leaguers and let them just feast, you know? Right. Right. Well, okay. So we've talked a lot about rotation. We've talked pretty much this whole time about pitching. Um, I want to go ahead and kind of start to land the plane and just really talk about the, the 40 man roster. Uh, what do you think they're doing with that? And then we can close this, we can close this bad boy out. Well, as of right now, it's full. There's 40 guys on there. They added the six guys today that we talked about. Um, they did. They did have some dumps. I mean, they dumped. Uh, Den or is it Dennis Santana? Dennis, Danny Santana. Yeah. Uh, they dumped yep. him today. They dumped Nick Solak for some cash to Cincinnati. They dumped. Uh, 
uh, the uh, the kid that played third base for him last year at the uh, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Andy Abanez. Andy Abanez. Oh, yeah, so, the forgettables, all the forgettables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that forty-man roster. All those guys are going to go to a hopefully a, a bad team and play well and and get their careers going. But hopefully, you know, it's not going to be here. And uh, yeah, I, I think they roll in next year. That young Seager Simeon is going to be really solid on that infield. Um. Yeah. Uh, Nate Lowe is what he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can't you can't run Nate Lowe out of town until he gives you a reason to. Uh, I I still don't see it being out of the realm of possibility that the Rangers go out and get an outfield bat. Yeah. Um, because Tavares and Thompson just didn't really take that job last year, yeah. and, and they had lots of opportunities too. I mean, I'm still yeah. pulling for them kids. But, right, right. But, I think everybody loves Bubba Thompson, but yeah, I, I don't I, know if I'm excited about this outfield if we're going in with him as starter. I love him. Yeah, and I think probably Brad Miller, they'll probably eat that $4 million and he'll be a 40-man casualty. Of, of AJ Alexi probably is one of the guys that they feel like they can clear waivers with. Um, oh, wow. he, he really struggled last year. So if, if they have to drop guys off the 40 man, he's probably one that they'll designate. Uh, there's some other guys on there. Um, I don't know. There's still question marks around what they're going to do with, uh, Sam Huff. The, uh, yeah. I, I don't exactly know what, what's going to be of Mitch Garver this year. I don't know if he's going to DH every day yeah. or if they're going to, if he's going to be the starting catcher and Jonah Heim moves Ugh. back. I mean, because Jonah Heim regressed a ton last year down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. You know, honestly, I think, I think that's something we can probably delve into a little more uh, next time we get together uh, because I think we do need to look at that 40 man roster and I'd be interested in, in hearing, you know, after a couple of days, because we might see some action over these next couple of days. What you know? What kind of casualties happen, and who you think might be the next casualties, and then who might, you know, who might be the ones to replace them? And, well, and, and you know, hopefully you know, by this time, go ahead. The hard thing to say with forty-man rosters is there's there's twenty-nine other teams that are going after these free agents too. So that you know, you can't make them come to Texas. You can give them every incentive to, but you can't make them come here. And that's I think that's something that we know being Dallas Maverick fans. Yeah. You can't force them to come here, no matter how much you want them to be here. And yep. uh, I think, I think, uh, Agreed, on this man. path, you know, and and I, I don't think they're as bad as the '94 losses that they had last year. I don't think I, they lost 32 or 35 one-run games. I mean, that's not. The anomaly that they had in 2016 where they won 30 games by one run and then got humiliated in the playoffs, you know, so I don't think they're as bad as the record stands. Uh, I, 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 we've talked about Marcus Simeon a million times, but after those first two months, he was the best second baseman in baseball. We just got to sure. get a full year from him. Same thing. Right. With, you got to see it all year. Seager isn't going to hit into the shift anymore. So, I mean, there's no reason why he can't hit 280 or 290 next season. Right, right. I think that's going to be a real interesting thing. And a lot of cool topics for us to cover uh, during the offseason. Uh, hopefully, like I, was, like I was saying earlier, 
hopefully we have a, a, a big time free agent signing uh, to talk about on Thursday. If not, uh, we'll still have, uh, you know, we'll still have what we got right, you know, going on. And we still have a lot to talk about with this 40 man roster, uh, maybe some stuff that's going on with uh, the players available for position players, uh, a lot going on with the, with the Rangers this off season. Uh, but I think it's, uh, we're going to go ahead and start to land this plane. Uh, you know, honestly, everybody listening, you know, whoever you are, we really appreciate you checking us out. Uh, it's just something, you know, Bull and I have been wanting to do for a long time. And uh, we just uh, thought, you know what, let's just, there's, there's, there's not a lot of great podcasts on the Rangers out there. Uh, no knock to those out there, but we, we felt like that we could add something to this, uh, to this area of sports. So here we are. Not so enough. Everybody for, yeah, not not enough, enough Rangers podcasts out not there. Enough. I think it's there really we go. the big thing. Not there's, that there aren't good ones. There are very good ones. And a lot of guys do a lot of good work in the Dallas area. But there aren't enough. There needs to be more. And, I mean, maybe we're not saying anything that those guys aren't saying, but I have a feeling if you listen long enough, we will be. I agree with that. I agree with that. So we just want to thank you guys. Uh, I just, like I said, uh, you know, this is the boys, uh, the Texas Rangers with the boys. And uh, this is your boy Kevin signing out, thanking everybody for listening. I'm going to pass it over to uh, my man Bull to, to close us down. It's the best time of the year to be a baseball fan. Your team is absolutely still in the running for everything. There's, no, there's what better time to start a podcast than when your team is still in first place. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll check you guys out next time.